Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Physique Factory podcast with myself, James Tildesley, and Connor Moran. So, uh, Connor, what we're going to do today is literally just introduce ourselves and who we are, what we do, and whatnot. So, we're going to start us off. Yeah, and just let people know exactly what the Physique Factory is. So the Physique Factory is a collaborative um, coaching platform. And what we're trying to bring here is something something bigger than what either of us could achieve by ourselves. So um, we're trying to create a, a bigger community um, and we're trying to create a platform where when you know when you become a client of ours and when, when you train with us for you know six months or a year or whatever. Once you've done that, you've learned all the things you need to know and you're you're in a position where if you wanted to, you could go off and, you know, be very confident in the gym and know exactly what you're doing. Kind of handle your own nutrition, your, your own training. We obviously don't want you to leave, but we, we want to give you the tools that you need for life um, so that you can always maintain the physique that you want to have. Um, we're looking, as I say, to build that community feeling, um, you know, through things like, you know, Facebook groups and um, WhatsApp groups. And we're also looking at things like, um, you know, weekly calls with our clients and going over various different subjects, you know, whatever, whatever clients are struggling with. Um, you know, you have that chance to get that one on one time with us, although, um, you know, James obviously is a one on one PT in Whitworth, is it, James? Whitworth, Rochdale. Yeah. Um, and I'm a one one PT in Octorada in Scotland um, and in Perth as well. Um, but yeah, like even though like a lot of our clients will be, you know, from our one to one, they'll obviously get to spend a lot of time with us. Some of our clients are we're hoping to start to bring in more and more online clients as well. So these weekly calls will give those online clients that one on one time that they, they need with us. Um, also, the main aim of this is to produce some awesome transformations because myself and James, is, you know, that's what we like to do. Definitely. I mean, our service is going to be plenty of different things that we we offer. So we've got the uh, the value package where we start off, which will be the 12-week transformation. Then we've got our gold and then platinums in, for the online coaching. And then we've got our own personal training uh, services on the side of that. So what we're going to go into now is like what makes us different as coaches. Yeah, and a little bit about who we are as well. Um and if we've not sold you already, probably as well turn this off now. <laughs> so uh, let's start with you, James. Um, and I'm just going to ask you a couple of questions. Um, and you know, um, what what was it that first got you into the, the gym? What what started you off training? I've um I've been in the gym since I was like 16, on and off up until I was like 20, and then I started taking it really seriously. Um, I did my PT when it was like 18, though, but I was still up and out out of the gym. Um, I was a golfer before then. And then I think once soon as I stopped playing golf, I was trying to find something that I enjoyed and it turned out to be the gym. So I put everything into that, got addicted to that like I was with uh, golf. And then, so I was doing that all the time. And then when I was around about 2021, 20, I came across JP and it sort of inspired me going down the route of bodybuilding and then started so you from uh, Tiger Woods to JP. <laughs> That's it, yeah. Good transition. Good, um, yeah, crossover. But <laughs> so, so you're quite serious into golf, yeah. I, I was, and then obviously now I've got muscles. I can't really swing a club that much anymore. <laughs> I, the mobility's meant to shit. Um, is golf quite a big thing around about where you live? Uh, not as much as where you live. <laughs> oh, I know. I live right next to a golf course. <laughs> I, I've hardly played around a golf in my life as well. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah, it depends. I just got brought up into that environment with uh, my dad. He loved golf, and then I liked it, and then just started playing it every day. And 
get addicted to it. And so, so you would say you've, you've always been quite sporty. Yeah, somewhat. Yeah, I mean, I mean, like I love football. I'm Man United fan, unfortunately, at the moment. Um, <laughs> but yeah, and then obviously started off uh, getting into the bodybuilding after um, joining the JP side. And... <laughs> Seen one JP video, and that was it. <laughs> <laughs> that was, yeah. That was yeah. Um, so, so you yeah. have um, you obviously went on to like compete from there. So, like, how did you get into that? Uh, a couple of people at the gym. I thought they competed, and I was like, oh, that's pretty cool. That might be something to do because I had no goal. There was no direction or anything that I wanted to do. So I thought, let's let's do it and see what happens. So the first one I did was uh, one of my friends helped me prep. He, um, Jamie Gray is uh, he helped me a lot. He got to. Let's um, can you uh, get get a picture up on your screen? Share the screen. Oh, Show some pictures here. First season. Sorry, right, I'll do it as well. Don't worry. <laughs> I'll get my embarrassing photos up. <laughs> um, I tell you what, I'll get it on my phone and show you. <laughs> it wasn't that. Uh... Be quite good for the YouTube. Let let the guys see it. <laughs> I mean, the condition wasn't the best. It's all right. Everyone's first show is the same. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I noticed from pictures that people post at first show and last show. <laughs> um, and then, so I competed 2017, 2018, and then I've not competed since then, but I'm competing this year in August, September, October, so it's going to be a bit of a stretch. What show are you planning on doing, James? I've got the first one, two bros, made in the head. You can literally just show up, and that's just a qualifier. You don't have the place, you can just qualify because I want to do the Arnold's. Which all right, is cool. Bit of a money maker, but <laughs> no, no, let's not get into the politics. <laughs> but yeah, that's cool. I'm, I'm just literally scrolling back because I've not posted anything for a while on the Instagram in terms of competing. Um, I think it's because I've not reposted anything after the last show because my condition was shit. So I'll show you 2018. <laughs> that was me in 2018. All right, so what would that be like? Your second show. Uh, that'd be third I competed twice in 2017 and that was nice. the two in 2018 but yeah it was, I, I won that one just a local show which is pretty cool um, <laughs> and I pretty much left it at that and then did another show where I placed third I think so, so that was Men's Physique you done that show Men's Physique I've been doing Men's Physique again this year I think in fact I'm just going to get lean and then see how I'm doing and then decide what class I'm going to be looking at doing yeah there seems a lot of crossover like on that you know that kind of side um, of things because like who, who I competed with, BNBF, like they didn't even, uh, they, they are offering something now this year, um, but they, they've never even offered like Men's Physique. Um, and oh, I'd well. get slagged to death in the gym if I'd done Men's Physique anyway, so there's no way. <laughs> but um, yeah, so like, you know, we'll, we'll get on about me later, but you know, um, I never even had a choice of Men's Physique, but there seems a lot of, you know, crossover from people going from Men's Physique and then seeing it as like kind of progress to open body. Yeah. Building. Obviously, yeah. this is the style. You don't have to be, well, it depends what federation you have to be absolutely huge here for men's of the start off with that and then yeah and build up. Although some of these guys, uh, some of the top guys are pretty fucking big. Yeah. Ridiculous now, just bodybuilders and shorts. So um so your first show, how did that actually go? Where did you play? Um them? fucking hell, about fourth or fifth. That was UK BFF, if they're still a thing now, because I know they was absolutely awful and the reputation that they got, but again, no, no <laughs> you're gonna you're gonna hurt a lot of feelings if um, if any of these people ever <laughs> listen to this. <laughs> um, yeah. which they probably won't anyway. So should yeah, hopefully not. No, <laughs> but, um, <they> are. <laughs> was that quite a quite a big class? Yeah it was massive literally huge yeah. about 25 people in the class. Yeah and that was the first one we ever done I thought fucking hell is every show like 25 is pretty good. Yeah 
Yeah, 4 5 4 wouldn't be so good, but 4 5 5 would be good. <laughs> yeah, I didn't play, but yeah, I was up there. I think I saw the scorecard at the end, which I thought, oh, that's not too bad. Yeah. I said it was, all, it was juniors as well. Oh, and, cool. then, and then I did, after that, finished third at the, I can't remember what it was called now. It's still going on. The, the federation's still a thing. That was a, that was a show in Manchester, I can't remember. Um, worrying if oh, like, every federation you went to just like went under, right? <laughs> Yeah, so that, that was it for competing, and then obviously competing in 2018 and won the one show and played third and the other. But, um, yeah, hopefully, they didn't how, did, how did you, um, you know, what, what kind of came next? And obviously, after competing and you know, becoming a PT, um, how did you get to where you are now? What, what was kind of the next steps for you? Um, so I was a PT. You actually had quite a, an interesting career so far, really, because you've been in at like FLF and places like that. So, yeah. So, um, what did I do? So, I first started PT when I was 2015, 2016. And then um, I started, so I competed from that. And then after I competed, I was at uni for three years studying sports science, strength conditioning. So, we're getting into the academic side of things. Which really enjoyed. So JP, I saw JP went to uni and I thought, you know what, I'm gonna do whatever he did because he was my idol at the time. And yeah, then, yeah. But yeah, and then no, really glad that I went there, learned some stuff, and just kind of sort of apply that stuff to clients. It's not, um, it's difficult to apply academics to clients, but um, I'm glad I went and possibly go back in the future, do a masters. And then when I was in my last year at uni, obviously all this shit show of COVID happened and whatnot, and. Yeah, it was a pain in the ass. So everything went to online and I thought, you know what, I'm going to try working um, full time somewhere. So uh, the opportunity came up at FLF. So I was uh, I did the internship there, learned a few things from the owner, James, which was really good. And then I worked there for about four or five months. And obviously then the other lockdown happened and it just went to shit again. And then I um, it just didn't work out too well because I was still at uni and it was hard to juggle things. And then yeah. I ended up working at Metcon in Whitworth, which uh, probably the best one of the best things that's happened to me. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. FLF would have been a, a good experience for you as well, as you say, like the the internship and everything. And it looks like quite a cool place to actually, you know, you know, work out of. Um, but yeah, that's cool. That's cool. Um, and then obviously from there, like, how did you get into like? So, so we we probably should have said we actually met on on a course. Um, you know, we we met on um an Integra um, Foundations course. So, um, anyone that knows anything about like biomechanics and that, they'll know exactly who Michael Wilden is. Um, and obviously he's um yeah he he runs RTS course here and you know the UK. Um, and me and James went down to do the foundation level, and that that's how we obviously met but how, how did you end up on that course James what drove you to that um so what was it I think it was Joe Bennett when I was looking into RTS he kept bringing up like when he first came out like 2017-18 he kept going on about RTS and I was like who the fuck are RTS so <laughs> um yeah I, I looked into that resistance training specialist by uh Tom Purvis which is a yeah. really really smart guy and I thought, right, I want to, I want to learn some stuff, and then obviously found out where the provider would be, and that was Michael Golden at Integra, and he's probably the smartest guy I've met in terms of like exercise mechanics and personal training. So I definitely recommend trying out their courses and getting booked onto them. Definitely, definitely. Um, this is one of the best things I ever done as well. Um, and just some of the stuff Michael comes away with, <laughs> like you know, like. It, 
we were talking about, I'm sure we were talking about the foot one of the times we were down there, and something like you can name every like muscle and bone and foot and that. And like, you know, it's, it's something, you know, when, when I'm trying to learn it personally, that shit is confusing. <laughs> I'm getting good at my bones down there now, but the muscles are, <laughs> that's, that's another level. <laughs> Yeah, it's classic. And, and, and I think when I was saying like the, the academia stuff when I was at uni, um, that stuff's really hard to apply. And Michael's totally the opposite of that. And it's so, it, so easy to learn from him and, and to apply that stuff with your clients. And when you go back, you start looking at things differently yeah. after you've a learned whole that stuff. Eyes, definitely. 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 We, we were just talking about that before we came on, actually. Like the things that we see now that you might not have noticed before, but if you don't know to look for something, you won't see it. It's like the matrix, isn't it? I mean, you're just looking at exercise and you've got all these fucking numbers. And it's like, um, you know, if, if you don't get into the kind of mechanic side of thing, so, you know, you'll probably go the rest of your life just being quite happy, going to the gym, training, enjoying yourself. But once you do, like, I find even when I train now, it's like, you know, you, you can't stop thinking about this shit. It's cool. I mean, your clients deserve that, don't they? <laughs> Aye, they certainly do. I've got I've got a, a little guest here who's just opened the door on me. <laughs> Two seconds. <laughs> Yes. Oh, sorry, where were we? <laughs> um, where were we? Um, so, so yeah, um, yeah, whole new set of eyes is basically what we're saying. Like, um, yeah, personally, as I say, when I'm in the gym, like, I can't just jump on a machine now. I can't just jump on and start doing some reps. Like today, I'm training chest, and that's it. You're thinking about a million different things because you, your eyes have been opened to all these different things that actually are happening. <laughs> so, get on the podcast. Hi. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So um, that's that's kind of you, James, isn't it? <laughs> hey, that's, uh, let's talk about you. So how do you get into this industry? How do you start off training? Um, well, that's, mine sounds, um, you sounded really good. You know, you've obviously at least got a golf background. I was into like drinking and smoking when I was younger. <laughs> I didn't really play any sports. Um, I watched sports, watched football. Um, and, oh. you know, like, I suppose like for oh, me. Are you Rangers or Celtic? Ah, oh, Celtic, of course, go on. <laughs> As this is recording top of the league, that might change, might even change today. <laughs> but um, yeah, so um, when, when I was younger, obviously, like I, I was one of those people, um, you know, I lived for the weekend. And uh, I, I began actually, like when I like left school and I actually started working with my dad, who's um, a stonemason, he's got his own company doing that. So that was an obvious kind of route for me to go down. Um, and I suppose I just kind of relied on that. It's like, okay, that's what I'm going to do. Um, so I just kind of finished school, started doing that, get some money. So I could go out the weekends, um, as sad as that was. And, you know, for um, the next kind of few years from there, it was kind of just about, like, going out the weekend. However, when I was 16, and this is incredibly embarrassing, um, I, I had been watching, uh, you know, Geordie Shore. Oh, yeah. Of, of course. I'm embarrassed to say I ever watched that. Um, and the guys were going to the gym. And, um, yeah, obviously they were getting a lot of girls. So I was like, right. Okay, that's what I need to do. I need to go to the gym. So um, I, I got a membership at like the local uh, gym in the town that I lived in. Um, and it was just like a small kind of school gym. It was like, I can't even remember what was in it, just a rake of machines. Um, and I just basically went around them, done every single one of them, and then uh, done some ab workout. And that was uh, that was my routine. Body every day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but it was just like, you know, it got me in there. Um, and that's the main thing, like for anyone that is thinking about like starting training, just get in there and it doesn't matter if what you're doing is right just get in there get a start and um it'll make you how it can start snowballing from there and that's exactly what happened 
like um I suppose I just got more and more into it. I had like a lad's holiday coming off of Malia, so like that was the kind of the goal. <laughs> so I was like, I was wanting to get shredded for that, wanting to wanting to get abs for that, I suppose. And I thought the way to do that was by training them every single day. Um that didn't really happen. <laughs> it didn't really happen the way I wanted it to. But you know, like over that kind of period, um things started to like, you know, I started to eat healthier, you know, cut down on smoking, you know, I, I was actually that guy that was leaving the gym, having a protein shake and smoking a fag as well, walking up the street, which is terrible. <laughs> I would never, never obviously do that now, yeah. but like, um, so many of those people though, isn't there? Yeah, definitely. But, um, you know, like, as I say, just snowballed from there and I got less and less into the going out the weekends and things like that, because I realized, right, this is actually impacting my progress. Um, and, you know, that became more important to me than, going out the weekend I, I kind of I finally had this kind of focus and something to you know give me something to do I suppose apart from that um yeah. so yeah um it, it kind of started to grow arms and legs even more when one of my old school friends he'd been training in at this gym in Perth called the Body Academy and like I'd heard a lot about it and uh you just got this impression it was full of, like guys on like steroids and that and uh you know you, you were kind of scared to go there um but you know he he came and started training with me through in the, the town I lived in for a wee while and then you know once he was going back to the Body Academy he's like you should come through and start training there so um yeah that was it once I went in I've, I've never obviously trained anywhere else I've been there for the last eight years um since then I mean it turns out the place that I thought was full of guys with steroids there obviously is a few there's a few in every gym but um it's actually like kind of the home of natural bodybuilding um in a sense because the people that own it run the BNBF so very quickly I was kind of roped into um competing you know and the guy who had taken me through there Dave he was like um oh you should you should compete you know you'll be in as a teen or whatever you should compete you probably do pretty well um and yeah that was that was that I was like okay I'll go for it I didn't really know what it actually involved so I was just like yeah no bother this will be fine um and before I know it I'm absolutely starving I'm <laughs> counting down the days until the show but um I'll, I'll get up a little picture here I'm I'm not afraid to show my first show pictures um, let's just see um I'm trying to think where it'll even be two seconds and I'll share my screen to go into my old Instagram as well because I've not got any on this newer one. Where the fuck is it? Okay, I can't get up in there. It's probably on Facebook actually. You know what? I've actually probably got the photos on this laptop. Let's see. Apologies for the people listening to this on Spotify because this is going to mean absolutely nothing to you. Um all right, here we go. Here we go. <laughs> um right, I'll go share my screen. For those of you on YouTube, at least you'll get to see this. Here we go. I've got the whole folder of the photos on here, actually. <laughs> so my first show was um, the BNBF Scottish, um, where actually I wasn't a teen after all, I was actually a junior, so that's me there. <laughs> all tanned up. But um, obviously didn't have much lats at that time either. Probably still don't have a hell of a lot. But um, let's see if I can get some individual ones. Some teen photos. But yeah, I quite like that one. It's probably the best out of the bunch. But um yeah, that was that was my first show, the BNBF Scottish. And if there's photos from the end of it, I actually came second in that one, which I was quite happy with in junior class. Oh, nice. um, so yeah, yeah, that was actually not too bad. But unfortunately, that's about as good as it gets because um I have a thing for finishing second, James. <laughs> I'm good at finishing second. So the next year I went on to compete again. You know, I, I took you know a year or so to like add some mass. I went on to compete again. So let's just see, is there any photos I actually like in this one? <laughs> again. Um 
But yes, second again. Second again, if I remember right. At least not going down. <laughs> so I didn't look a hell of a lot different in this one. Maybe a wee bit better. Yeah, that's not great. I'm not impressed with that. <laughs> um, but let's see if we've got like the... I think I did come second in this one. Should have a photo of like, oh, holy shit, there's a lot of these. <laughs> there's about to be like the kind of winner shows, the winner photos. Ah, here we go. So here's the top four in that one as well. So once again, yeah, second. Um, I don't think the pitch is actually coming up when you click on it. Yeah, can you see it? Yeah. It's not opening. It's still like you got a load of pictures on the screen and then it's not like opening on the, the one that you click on. Was it not? What about if I do that? nothing oh shit right two seconds we'll get a photo of me at some point now <laughs> um, let's try open with this is really going to be shit to listen to now any better yeah, still nothing oh really no idea no idea right I have no idea what I can do. Anyway, so I, I came second again that year. Came second again that year. That's the take home there. I'm obviously not getting on very well with this. I'll stop sharing my screen then. Um, and yeah, I came... Oh, that's my video. Stop sharing. I'm not doing very good here at all. So yeah, second again that year um, to, to a very good Steve McDonald. He's actually um, a, a very good kind of natural bodybuilder. So again, I was pretty happy with that. Um, went on to do the British finals that year um, and came fourth in Britain in junior class. So I was pretty happy with that as well. Um, so after that, like my, my kind of plan was, right, I'll take a, a kind of long off season and um, you know come back. I, I would be in men's open the next time. So like I knew I needed to take at least a year off, um, which I thought was a long time, but it's not really in terms of like building muscle um, and trying to, you know, look totally different when you come back to the stage. A year is not a lot of time. Um, so anyway, I took that and I came back in 2018 and done um, the the men's open then and in, in the lightweight class. And I came third in that at the Scottish show, um, which I, I thought I was going to do better. I'm not going to lie. I, I thought I would have done better than that. But just like in terms of like muscle maturity, like the two guys that beat me in that show, they were just... They, they had, you know, more, they, they've been trained for longer than me. They had more maturity. They, they were just better than me. Um, so, um, yeah, I, I realised then I was maybe not at the stage I thought I was and there was a lot more work to do. I did go on and do another show two weeks after that um, just because I was in shape anyway. So I went and done again another BNBF show, just a different qualifier. And again, came second um, by like one one judge's vote as well, which was pretty annoying. Um, but anyway, that's that's what happens. Um and then I competed again. Uh, that was in no, I didn't compete again. Sorry, I, I dieted again in 2020, and then that's when all the COVID shit happened. Um, and I'd done the whole prep that year. Um, oh. The show got put back, and then I was like, okay, that's fine. Refocus, go again. And then like three days before the show, it got put back again for another four weeks. Um, like it, it was a bit of a bit of a fuck up because like the venue had agreed to it and everything, and then like some like the local chief of police ended up shutting it down for some reason. I have no idea why. So then the BNBF had to try and get it kind of sorted and like rearrange it and everything. And, you know, they'd done their best, but the best they could do was like four weeks. Um, just, I think there was some sort of like mini lockdown down there or something as well. I can't remember how it worked because it was meant to be in like, um, I'm sure it was like Crawley or something like that, you know, South London. Um, and I'm sure there was some sort of like, they moved into a different... Oh, there was the tears. Here or yeah, something. Yeah. Yeah. So like, you know, they had to quickly rearrange. But for me, like at that stage, I was just like, 
I had nothing left. I had nothing left to give. Um, and I was in really good shape, obviously the best shape of my life. I'd, I'd definitely gained a lot of size um, going into that year. You know, like the, in 2018, I competed. I was only 64 kilos. You know, I'm small, I'm natural. <laughs> um, so I was only 64 kilos. But then in 2020, when I dieted, my final kind of weight was 67 kilos. So I'd, I'd put on three kilos since then, which for a natural, I'd say is pretty decent. Um, so I was, I was looking a hell of a lot better, but like just the way it worked out, I was just, I had nothing left in me by that point. I was done. Um, I remember even like struggling to walk up the stairs at that point because I was like doing a carb up and um, like my calves just felt so pumped up and just so full of like glycogen and water that like every step I took was like painful. <laughs> it was just like no good. And then when I heard it got put back four weeks, I was like, fuck this, I've got nothing left to give here. Um so yeah, that's my kind of competing history. Um in terms of like, how yeah. long have you been uh, personal training for? So I've only actually been personal training since the beginning of 2020. Um it was something I wanted to do for a long, long time. And I'd done like my level two PT must have been like 2018 or something like that. And then I eventually got the level three done. Um, and then I never actually started till like 2020. Great time to start, of course. Um, so like I literally just kind of got a start and then the lockdown came. And then I got a kind of good start after the lockdown again. Um, and then the other one came in January of, um, what was that, January 2021? Yeah. It must have been, yeah. So yeah. I'm, yeah, this is the first good run I've, I suppose I've really had this last kind of, not even a year yet since April it was the first proper good run I had at it. But once I started PT and um, I very quickly um, like I'd somehow found like the stuff from M10 and um, and like I, I signed myself up to their mentorship. So they've done like a six month program where they just basically take you through everything you need to know as a PT. Because if, if anyone's listening to this that, you know, is thinking about becoming a PT, the level three PT courses isn't going to teach you everything you need to know. It's, you know, it obviously teaches some stuff, but like you kind of have to look to further educate yourself. Otherwise, you're not really going to be in a position to you know. so bad the, the PT courses at the moment I mean since we started learning the stuff with Integra and RTS it's like what the hell I was like yeah it's yeah. so so bad of I course mean, you need it anyway don't you like you need to get a qualification and it, it's all going to be valuable to know but like there's yeah. gaps isn't there there's there's definitely yeah. gaps somewhere um, I mean my, my girlfriend's doing her PT course and yeah there's one of the questions on it and it was include a functional exercise in your training plan. And I was like, functional? I was like, so I got her to email the company, the training provider back. And said, what's, a, what's a functional exercise? And then they turned around and they said, oh, instead of using a dumbbell, use a kettlebell. And I was like, what the fuck? I was going to leave that. <laughs> Fuck's sake. Um, but the, the M10 mentorship is like everything the level three PT course should be. If you know what I mean, yeah, yeah. Um, or all the extra stuff yeah, I should include. Stuff. So you know, anyone that has done their level three and they're feeling a little bit out of their depth and they've not got that kind of confidence, um, I would highly recommend uh, doing M10's mentorship. Really, really good, really, really valuable, well worth the initial investment I made into it. Well worth it. It's like would have returned itself probably tenfold by now. Um, yeah. so I'd recommend that to anyone. Um, so yeah, that was a really good head start for me. Um, and and then from there, like I just kind of got off on the right track, I suppose. Like for years and years, I, I put off doing the PT thing, probably probably down to confidence more than anything, and worried about what other people thought. Um, and then eventually, you know, I just went for it. And I suppose a, a bit like you, James, I just go all in with stuff. Like I was kind of all in with the bodybuilding for years, and I think that's why I didn't really care so much about like you know 
PT and I was quite happy just doing like um you know doing the job I was doing and um you know just like bodybuilding but then my focus kind of changed and um yeah I just deep deep dived into this shit um and yeah once I'd done the M10 course I'm sure they actually recommended going to see Michael at Integra um and then another guy um in in the Body Academy actually he he's went and done foundations he suggested it to me as well so I checked out online and I was like yeah fuck it go for this this is the next step um and i suppose like i've done a little bit of mechanics on the m10 mentorship but this was kind of like next level and it was like i don't know i just kind of found something i enjoyed doing <laughs> it's, it's yeah, yeah. sadly fun to me now i've got you know skeleton models and a new spine model in my house i'm that kind of guy now <laughs> really i mean i go to the gym and i've got some uh like a luggage baggage you know, way up at scale thing and put on the machines and seeing where it's heaviest at certain points in the ranges and people are like, what the fuck is he doing? I remember that? seeing um, the muscle men are doing that and I was like, that will never be me. You know, I, I used to slag people <laughs> use bands and things like that. And the truth is, I just didn't understand why. Um, yeah. I just thought they were trying to make it easier. So I'm like, fuck that, why would you make Everyone it Everyone says that, you know, every time you use a band with a client, I was like, oh, doesn't this make it easier? I'm like, well, technically it's going to make it harder, but I'll, I'll show you why. I suppose it depends on the way you use it as well. But like, yeah, yeah most of the time we're using it to try and create that full range challenge. So for, for those that don't even know what that is, something like a leg press is a really good example where when you do a leg press, um, it's going to be a lot harder at the bottom than it is going to be at the top. So if you can manage 200 kilos at the, the bottom, you can maybe manage 500 kilos at the top. So what we do with a band obviously band that up so that we're adding extra tension to the top so you're still getting that challenge extra challenge at the top and you're getting the same challenge at the bottom does that make sense if i explained that well yeah no, that's, yeah. that's perfect so yeah. you go through things like pressing smith machines and and then you start analyzing equipment like uh, the uh, again like something we found well i found out when i went to you would have known from uni but i found out when i went to integra i was like a muscle is stronger and weaker at different points in the range. So that's why we need to kind of adjust. Well, sometimes we need to adjust things. We don't always. Sometimes you get some great machines that, um, you know, have been designed in a way that, that it does drop off. Um, and I'm kind of lucky where I'm training at the Body Academy. A lot of the machines are really, really good. A lot of, like, kind of Cybex stuff and, you know, Jimmy stuff and things like that. And you're obviously, uh, you're you're even lucky where you are because uh, you get to pick some stuff. <laughs> machines. I mean, we've got, like, four machines coming in the next week. We've got two Cybex shoulder presses, some arc trainers, and possibly something else, maybe. But we'll see. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. But um, I've, I've become known as, um, like, the machine guy or the cables guy now um, because of all this. <laughs> People seem to think, like, you know, you abandoned the basics. Well, that's it. People seem to think you abandoned the basics, like, you know, like squats and deadlifts and, um, you know, bench press. And, you know, for some people, for some of us, those are great exercises. Um, but then for some people, like, a few of my clients, for instance, and a lot of kind of gen pop people might not be always the best option. You've just kind of got a, what I've learned obviously throughout all this is you've got to look at who you've got in front of you, what's appropriate for them and yeah, what, what they can tolerate. Exactly. That's it. That's all the stuff that we learn with Michael and Integra. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, and, you know, there's various other factors that obviously come into things as well, you know, sleep, stress, digestion, all those kind of things that, the, as I say, the level three PT just does not um, does not even tell you about. <laughs> this is what gets on to the, the next thing. So this is what makes us different from other coaches and PTs that our education from this ongoing like learning process yeah. that we do. We're always trying to improve our services with our clients. 
what can make it better. And these are the courses and what we learn in terms of what Con just said, then sleep, stress, digestion, health, all these different markers that we track and we measure, as well as like the training things. Again, appropriate yeah. combined as well. Like, you know, yeah, you, wouldn't, you wouldn't go measuring like, you know, certain things like you have fasted blood glucose on, you know, a random, you know, 50 year old woman you've got coming in that wants to lose a little bit of weight. <laughs> you know, it's, 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 got, it's got to be kind of appropriate um, for for that person. Um, you never know. That woman might need their, their glucose checked right enough. That, I don't know if that's a great example. <laughs> but, no, no, that's why we ask like questions. Isn't it? So we have a questionnaire that we'll, uh, we'll send over and anything comes yeah. up saying that the 50 year old woman, her blood glucose is fine. She's not diabetic. Then we wouldn't really want to track that what yeah. if she came around and we, she said was that oh i've been told that my blood sugar is high then we've said right that might be something that we want to track yeah so, yeah exactly yeah yeah client client defined <laughs> which is um what what everything needs to be i suppose um yeah I, I think like even when i first started PTing, i was like okay this is what i do in the gym so this is what you're going to do <laughs> and, and and again like even from so that's the normal view, people yeah yeah, definitely. Your your point of view as well is like, you know, JP's doing this in the gym. I'm going to go do that. That doesn't mean it's the best thing for you just because he's doing it that uh, certain I've way. Seen, I've seen people do things. So it's like a trend. Every time, every month, there's always something different. A new exercise, eh? He was doing new on videos and everyone would try it. And, and then I'd see PTs copying what he was doing with their clients. Like, Aye, oh, that yeah. really shouldn't be the exercise he's doing. Yeah, well, definitely. You know, that's just a fitness industry, wasn't it? <laughs> well, that's it. That's it. But um, every, I suppose everyone's got their own opinions, their own philosophies, but um, you just got to make sure it makes sense for the person that's that's in front of you and it's appropriate for their goals, um, which is the main thing. Um, really, like, emotional attachments behind any, like, training methods or what should do. It's just, again, like you said, if, it, if it's appropriate, it's that individual that we're working with. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. Um, as, as you said, people get that emotional attachment. You know, the bench press is the best exercise for training your chest, or the, the you know the squats the best exercise. Or like even the other extreme, people are like, oh no, don't ever use barbells, just use machines. You know, there's there's two opposite ends of the spectrum, and uh, the answer is very rarely um at one end. You know, it's somewhere in the middle or or whatever. As I say, whatever's right for that person. But people people take sides, don't they? It's like you know the machine brigade, and uh, then the opposite. You know, barbells only. So or people say oh, machines are easy. I was like, no, you don't understand. <laughs> well, it's as easy as you make it, I suppose. <laughs> it I mean, so the difference, well, it's not in a mechanics uh, podcast, this at all, but <laughs> the difference between the bench press is you could probably lift more potentially with a machine. That's why you can see people loading up these hammer strength presses because there's more stability, it's guided, you're more restrained into it. With a barbell, you are restrained, you've got the path that's where is a restraint of the bar. Your hands being fixed to that, but it's still not as stable or supported as a machine would be. Um, so that's just an, an easy. So, uh, so example. when that would come in as well is like if you've got a client that's um, you know untrained, a, a bench press isn't going to be the well likely isn't going to be the best starting point for them. You know, well, I, they I, the ownership of controlling that rep. Yeah, exactly. You know, um, a, a machine press with, as you say, a kind of a, a fixed path of motion is going to be more appropriate for them. Because they're, if they've not got that, if they're lacking stability, trying to handle a heavy barbell is not going to be the best thing for them. It might be something you build up towards if they want to do that. If um, you know, if that's something they want to do, you you might build up towards that. But um, sometimes it might not be the most appropriate kind of starting point for someone. Um, and again, it's looking at who you've got in front of you. I think I've said that about a million times now, but it's it's looking at who who you've got in front of you there, isn't it? 
That's what it is. That's all yeah. it is. And that's um, as you say, that's what's making us going to make us different. Um, don't get me wrong, there's loads and loads of good coaches out there um that that also you know think along those lines. Um, but yeah, as you say, it's like that kind of constant pursuit of um mastery. I think that's the way like um, Mark Coles puts it across the, the yeah. constant pursuit of mastery is just constantly. You never be a master. Yeah, you'll never be a master. You've just got to keep going and going that's, and uh, that's another thing that triggers me when I see oh yeah I've done my master PT course my master PT oh, you're oh. <laughs> so bad so bad well that's that's exactly yeah so yeah um, I think that's um, everything kind of covered up for for, for today um, we were going to look at doing our next podcast um, we were looking at um, fitness myths as well weren't we that's what, what our next one was going to be on so uh, yeah. definitely keep your, your eye out for that one guys and um, we did actually have a couple of questions didn't we um, that we were going to throw in here um, and the first one is from Damien Harrier um, who was asking he wanted to know what Connor's um calf training routine was so that he knows not what uh, what not to do sorry um, so yeah i have been training them twice per week and obviously it's not working because damien uh damien what uh, thinks they're obviously quite small still <laughs> which they are i'll accept that i'll accept that but yeah standing calf raise twice per week damien that's what i've been doing <laughs> so so don't do that if you want big calves because it's clearly not working for me <laughs> and then uh, the other one we had was actually um i think it's someone you know brandon bowie Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The, the hamstring one. Yeah, he was asking what the best way yeah. to build hamstrings were. Well, I think he said, "What's the best exercise for hamstrings?" Didn't they? Or something? We, we answered him back anyway when we talked about it and discussed it. So it's like everything. Um, there's no such thing as the best exercise as an absolute that everyone should do, because that's just uh, unethical and wrong. Everyone's different. Like we're saying, it depends on who's in front of you, um, what we've got available, what we want to. What's the goal? What can we tolerate? Things like that. So someone might be able to do an RDL for the like, we get a lot out of the hamstrings, but then the, another person may like mold the back, they might have back issues. You might want to stay away from like posterior loading like that and maybe just use like a seated leg curl where a bit more stable and braced. So it, it totally depends on who's in front of you and what's the goal and what can they tolerate. Again, that's one of the yeah. other RCS yeah. things. That Which is a bit of a shitty answer for people. So it's like... Um, it depends. It always yeah, comes down. It, it, it depends. depends. But um, I mean, generally, I suppose, imagining this person, you know, has the ability to, you know, get into an RDL and do a deep RDL um, and... You know, there's there's no issues mobility wise, put it that way, and no injuries, things like that. Generally speaking, what would we say? Kind of like a, like a like a, like an idea. What would you call it? a hip extension exercise and probably a leg curl? Yeah. yeah, I'd say it's like like in general, in general, general, there'll be like so you can you got like a seated leg curl, lying leg curl. They're a little bit different from each other. They're loading the muscle at different ranges. Um, then you got like the RDL, which loads the hamstrings in a more lengthened range. So I'd say you want to have a mix of around of different exercises that load the muscle in like a different range. Yeah, definitely. So definitely including yeah. variation of each one. Yeah, like hip extension wise, you could be looking at you know RDL. You could be looking at a forty-five degree <coughs> extension. Um, I suppose deadlift comes into that as well. Um, what else have we got there? Yeah, hey, we got forty-five degree, haven't we? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mentioned that, and um, you got that kind of glute ham raise thing as well. Um, which obviously it kind of kind of similar to a forty-five degree hip extension. Um, so yeah, you've got them, and then obviously as you see, you've got seated leg curl, you've got line hand curl, um, and you get some standing ones as well. But I've, I've never found them to be great personally. 
No, I mean the the kneeling one. That's the Cybex one. That's probably one of the favourite ones that I've seen. The singles out of the other ones, I'm not I'm not a big fan. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. You get a kneeling version, and then you do get. Well, I've used one before that is just like a standing one. Um, and I'm yeah. pretty sure it just drops off like massively at the top to the to the degree that there's like no weight. <laughs> uh, the one I used anyway. But then again, um, this is something we should probably mention. All machines from different brands are, are going to be different in, in the way that they can distribute loads. So another thing to look out for, we're probably giving people loads of like questions here more than answers. Oh, but that's, so that's, if you're in a pure gym or a commercial gym, chances are you've got some Matrix kit, which probably <laughs> isn't the best and needs <laughs> some work doing. And also another thing is the, the reps and the frequency and the load and the volume, all that sort of stuff. Um, that's just person dependent. We can't just say yeah. do five sets of 10. That's just not right. So it depends on who you are. If you're just starting off, and it depends, and obviously the intensity and how close we are training to failure. If you um, really, I think really the big thing we missed was consistently training them. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's it. Actually training them every week. Um, that's a big thing. It's something I didn't do to begin with. Um, that's just quads, quads, quads. Um, and then never like consistently trained them um, and then then I did start consistently training them and now I'd probably say they're pretty good to be honest now wicked <laughs> so yeah um, consistency is going to be massive with everything that you do you know whether it's your nutrition whether it's your training consistency is probably one of the biggest things that you've got to get nailed down um, otherwise if you're not consistent with any of your approaches how are you going to know if they're going to work exactly I mean um, it's the form as well in terms of training uh, forms one of those things where if you're not consistent with that, you're just going to see the results of it probably in an injury. <laughs> well, that's it, and then that puts you out of the game for even longer. <laughs> so, yeah, that's probably a good place to wrap up, James. Um, I think we've gone for long enough. I don't know how long we've actually been on for. There's no time oh, I can see on this, but um, yeah, that's probably long enough for today. Um, so, we'll be back um, the next time with fitness myths. So, if you've any fitness myths you'd like us to bust or uh, have a wee chat about, uh, feel free to send us in, uh, send them into us on like Instagram. Um, so, our handle on Instagram is I'm just trying to remember what it is now. <laughs> it's factory underscore underscore factory underscore coaching. Yeah. That's exactly what it is. Um, and it should be in the kind of show notes as well um, and up on YouTube as well. So um, it should be easy enough to find. So if you guys have got any questions um, or want anything you guys want us to cover next week, um, then please do feel free to um, send us a message um, and we'll be happy to help out. Um, and we'll take this kind of last opportunity just to talk about our 12-week challenge that we're going to be running through the Physique Factory. So um, the starting date for that was going to be 7th of April. We, we good with that, James? We, we did confirm that, didn't we? <laughs> Can do, yeah. So wait until our... We're actually running our own 12-week transformations at the moment. Yeah. And then when they're finished, the next block will be starting in April. Um, start, it would be the, the start to the mid of April. Yeah, it's all like 7th, kind of 14th, round about then. Um, but we'll get, that, yeah. we'll get that nailed down, um, which is going to be our kind of our, our kind of entry level or, or value service. Um, so it will consist of obviously 12 weeks of online coaching. Um, and we're looking for people that are looking to like transform the way that they look in that 12 weeks. So people who are ready to kind of hit the ground running um, and give everything they've got for 12 weeks in order to, to reach their goals. Um, so yeah, if that's something you would be interested in, obviously reach out to us um, on the Facebook page and you will get our early bird price if you if you reach out within the next week or so. So um, yeah, but we're going to be starting at the middle of April and we're looking for people like you that are looking to totally transform the way they look. Cool. That's about everything.